your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Sola. All right, welcome to a Thursday of Lacrosse Talk PM. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. I'm trying to get on the text line right now, but you can still call in. William Garcia, the Lacrosse County Democratic Party chair, is in with me. He's next to me. Hi, William. Hello. And in the back, I got Brad caught, caught in the cubby. Nobody could see that. Hello. <laughs> Brad oh, Williams. Oh. Brad Williams is in the echo chamber uh, of Wisdom News. Brad is going to give us a little bit of news. The Lacrosse County Historical Society is over the last two days. They yep. had on Tuesday and Wednesday they had the Spark Sessions, is what they call yeah, them. And Pe- the, people could show up and look at all the possible sites that they've been searching for a, where a new history museum could go. Okay, and you said they have come up with a list of how many people put. Stickers on saying, yes, this is my number one choice, this is number two, and number three. So and they they've did, narrowed it down to six that wait a they're minute. looking at. Did they do ranked choice voting? They did ranked choice voting. Okay. And I don't know. Uh, these are in no particular order, I was told. Okay, so there's a top six where we should we should build a – it's not a museum, though. It's a history – Well, yeah, it would be a museum. It is a museum. It, no, yeah. wait. What, well, it would be historic. I was thinking it was going to be – they were calling it some – oh, they were calling it a history center, though. Yeah. As opposed to museum. Well, yeah, maybe yeah. if you don't like the, the word museum, you think it sounds boring. Then. All right. And you're you're corrupted, so you can't give any guesses. But right. I made William. I mean, I have the list. You so. have the list. That's why I mean you're corrupted. <laughs> you know the list. Um, I have three guesses. So they have a top six, so I'm just going to give you three guesses. Do you have three, William, where we should put a history sort of. museum yes. in La Crosse yes. County? Yes. All right. I'll let you go first. Where do you think? Uh, is, is one of them going to be the hotel that they're trying to buy for the homeless instead of making it into a homeless shelter. Nope. No. Okay. My guess, Brad, is the the Copeland Avenue, just north of here, the Shopco. That's that. Bridgeview Shopco. Bri- Bridgeview. There it is. Bridgeview Plaza Shopco. You are correct. Sir. Yes. All right, oh. William. Guess number two. Uh, um, the the Shopco uh, Amor McCooley. And- ah. Nah. No, no, I was wrong. Are you stealing my guesses for? I told you before the show I was going to do all three shotguns. William ruined the gig. <laughs> well, one of them is in Alaska, so that, that would—I mean, they'd rather it's have lacro- it in Lacrosse. It's a Lacrosse. They'd County rather have museum. it in the city of. Oh, they wanted it in the city. Okay. Well, now the, William ruined the game. I don't want to do the guesses anymore. It's no. my show. I do what I want. It's my party. <laughs> um, but okay, let's just think about this. Uh, what about the uh, the fish hatchery? <laughs> No, just no, that's already being. I mean, used that was something at else. one point that was kind of uh, that, one of the prospects, right? That what? Well, that was a history museum at some point. Oh, it was already. Is yeah. that not big enough? Because uh, we have a whole task force about this too, right? A history museum. I, is there a downtown building that they could take over? There are a. Few. Well, the Tribune building would be kind of a good. Place, that's right? another one. Okay. Ah, yes. That is kind of a cool building. Okay, is yep. that is that something that the county is going to own then? Well, is that's that what they're looking into right now with the uh, the architects from Dubuque are going to contact all these uh, these top six and see what kind of things, and then they'll come back in a couple of weeks and uh, tell the committee what they found. Okay, and then we have to buy a building, and then we have to... Uh, or maybe build, because... Uh, are, are you done guessing? Or? Build a building. Yeah, we've Williams ruined the game. I'm probably <laughs> oh, going to well. kick him out of here. Okay. Shop going north at Bridgeview. Yeah. Is one of them. The Tribune building. Shopco on the south side. No. <laughs> no. I just wanted to. River Point District, which just, is, you know, north of the Lacrosse River. Yeah. Because right. that's where they want to build everything. Is it across the, like, marshy 
Yeah. It's not the river, but across the marshy it, it's area on the of other, the October It's on Festival. the other side from the fest grounds. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so, the whole the whole area where yeah. they're building everything. Well, it'll be cool when Oktoberfest happens, the River Point District is up and running. We'll have gondolas take us from one side to yeah. the other, or we'll build a bridge right there. Now, also, the XL property that is just next to the fest grounds is another possibility, and that's just south of the Lacrosse River. Okay, is there, is it it's just... It's a, a parking area, right? Okay, there. it's not a building at this point. No. So we're no. talking about, uh, two of the sites at least, we're talking about building something. Right, yeah. And uh, another place where they could build something is the Wells Fargo parking lot down near the cathedral. The They've t- got a lot of parking space. Yeah, there's a lot of just like flat parking areas yeah. that nobody uses in the city. And, like you need a permit or just, I mean, there's they get used a little bit, but on the most... For the most part. Okay, the timeline for building a history museum? Oh, the, you know well, there's one more that oh, I didn't mention. Sorry. The Chamber of Commerce. Oh, the Chamber Building. Yeah, right downtown. It'd be a great place. Uh, great yeah. place for that. Mm-hmm. Maybe build some bridge housing in the parking lot there, too. No, no, you can't do that. <laughs> um, timeline, Brad? Uh, timeline for building anything they talked about this week is, you know, it could be two, three years, could be longer than that. Yeah, okay. So this is but, like... But within two weeks, we might have a better idea of who's willing to sell, who thinks it would be a good idea. Well, yeah, let's use the Shopco or let's use the Chamber. In the last two days, the quote-unquote spark sessions, the public input sessions, were just about what building to put this thing in, right? What property, what part of town. Yeah, what property, as opposed to what should we put in the museum. Right. That'll be a whole that's other a whole, Yeah, that's, yeah, that's coming. Yeah. First, That'll be a whole different thing. First get a place to put the stuff, and then we decide what we want to do with it. Because at some point, I believe a wax figure of Brad Williams should go in the History Museum of La Crosse County. A wax figure. Yeah. yeah. My, I mean, you kind of. A hologram look, or something. A hologram. A Brad Williams hologram. All right. That's Brad Williams. Thanks, Brad. Okay. Okay. <laughs> 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. William Garcia is in here with me. We're going to talk about some of this, uh, some of the news state legislature wise. It's not even state legislature news anymore, William, because you didn't. You had to. You weren't completely sure about this, but I was like, dude, they're yeah, they're, they're done. They're done for they're the done year. For it's the March. Year. Yeah. You know, it's March seventeenth. Yeah. Awfully uh, nice. Yeah. So January, February, they put in some overtime. The legislature the last the first two months of the year, and the and I, I call it cram sessions. They did cram sessions for their um, trolling legislation. Right. I have a couple of names. I'm doing the thing that Democrats don't do. I'm doing the thing. I'm doing my own thing where I come up with catchy phrases to bash uh, things that I don't like in po- in politics. So when we do troll sessions, any group, you can use this as a Democrat or a Republican or an independent or a Green Party candidate, whatever you want. Troll sessions where they pass legislation that's only meant to be used on the campaign trail. They know far and well that it's never going to pass as a law. The governor is not going to sign it. We're going to waste a whole bunch of time crafting legislation, right. campaigning that on we'll it. We'll never get through it. We'll never we'll not do anything for anyone. Yes. Yeah, it's not it's not helpful. And then these cram sessions where we pass uh, 150 bills over the course of a, in a couple of nights, uh, well into you know midnight, one o'clock in the morning, and then the next day you expect how does the media cover this? Because how are we going to cover 150 bills? We we grab some of the obviously the headline ones right. because look at how, the big ones. Look at right. this ridiculous bill that the governor's not going to sign, and then some of the important ones that you know um, this isn't all that important, but it's it's different. It's it's almost it's an outlier for Wisconsin, like passing uh, legalizing gambling in Wisconsin in certain areas or certain realms. So that's one that might grab a headline. But when there's 150 bills getting passed or not passed, at least debated on, 
you're never going to get them all. So right, we do never, these cram sessions. Yeah. And it's it's really frustrating. Yeah. And then by March 15th, we're done for the year. We're going to take the rest of the year off. Yeah. <laughs> well, that? I mean, they should be campaigning. Assembly people should be. I but mean, campaigning isn't working. That's true. Campaigning. And then when you pass these bills, you just campaign on the fact that they're not getting signed. So a whole other thing we're going to talk about, but we'll be back. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. 608-785-7914 is the talking text line. If you want to call, it's a good day to call. William will take calls. He likes to he likes to get a conversation going. 608-785-7914. This is almost an insensitive song to play right now with nuclear war on the horizon. No, it's never an insensitive. REM is never insensitive. No. Ever. Or just like, hey, nuclear war is on the horizon. <laughs> Hello, people. Um, all right, get out of here, REM. Uh, yeah, William Garcia, the Lacrosse County Democratic Party chair. He's going to hang out with us this hour. I, I wanted to bring you on first and foremost because the the late last week it was a it was a Friday news dump. I was yelling at you. I'm like, why? And you're like, I'm like, why don't I? Why can't I find this information anywhere? And you you said you told me, but I don't know if that's true. No, I did tell you. You kind of told me in passing. I yes, think. I told you in passing. And I and I didn't I, send you anything formally. Yeah. But yes, I did tell you. And sometimes I need those formally because then I'm just blurting <laughs> it out. But I'm bearing the lead here. Uh, the, the the Wisconsin Democratic Party, so the state party, is bringing the convention in June yep, the state convention to lacrosse. It's uh, it, We're like way down the road for this yeah, happening. June 25th and 26th. Yeah, and it's going to be at the lacrosse center. Um, but the, the tidbit that you gave me last Friday when I finally just, it was like, I... I need more information than that. Like, why is it, you know, what, what was the decision making? But there was a pretty, there was a pretty big reason for it coming to lacrosse. Well, yeah, right? I think, um, I think both governor Evers and the, the leadership of the democratic party recognized that lacrosse and lacrosse County and the third district is really, um, you know, the, the pivotal region in the state for the year that we're, we are the swing congressional district in the state. Uh, every other congressional district is pretty much, you know, gerrymandered heavily one way or the other. We are the swing district. And we'll get into the redistricting in sure. a minute. But um, because when I talked to Ron Kind, I think it was last week, he did mention that we might not just have one swing district in Congress anymore. That's with true. The there might be one more. Maybe. No, but, but also not just Congress, not just the U.S. House of Representatives. Right. We always say Congress. I'm, I'm like, it's a mouthful, but. It's actually the U.S. House of Representatives. That's yes. the third. Yeah, the Senate does not need gerrymandered. It's gerrymandered all its own already. But we could say, uh, well, I'm saying the phrasing. We should say the third U.S. House of Representatives district, as opposed Co- to congressional. Correct. You know, because right. Congress is Senate and House. Right. So, True. Um, there's that. Anyway, so that's not even the, that's not even the only important thing, right? The the Senate district that's owned right now by Brad Paff. That was kind of one of the. It, it was, I think, at the time, we all knew that. But after the fact, when you look back, that was a pretty big district to win for Democrats, right? Yeah. And can you explain why, though? I mean, just as well, we just, talk as we talk about all the trolling legislation that happens, if that didn't happen, things would be a little bit different, right? Things would be very different. And the reason is, is that Brad Paff, um, when he won his Senate seat, basically gave or prevented the GOP from having a veto-proof majority. So, in other words, when Brad Paff won, uh, it meant that the Republicans were one vote shy in the Senate of being able to pass a law. It'd get vetoed by Evers, but then turning around and forcing it through anyway with an override veto vote. Because Brad Paff won his seat, the Republicans have not been able to override Evers' vetoes. All right. So, and and probably another reason why. And, pro- the- and another reason why they're having the convention here. 
because they know that, that this region, this part of Wisconsin, is really crucial uh, to the future of Wisconsin. And there's a little bit more to that. So by June, I'm just I'm forgetting dates here. When is the primary for August? So so we won't know this at that point. But the the we're we're leading into the primary. That's kind yeah, of yeah. We're deal definitely here. leading. In fact, the state convention is going to be a great place to come and hear from all of the people running in the primaries. The primaries will not be decided yet. Of course, the the Democratic Party does not take sides in a primary, and so. Um, all of the candidates are basically going to have open access to uh, to the voters. Uh, there'll be forums. There'll be uh, you know there'll be parties with each of the people running. So there are going to be a lot of great things happening uh, that voters in Lacrosse will be able to kind of uh, like check out. What do you think the night that night in between June twenty fourth and fifth, right? June yeah. 20, what do you think that night will be like? Will each candidate like designate a bar to go to or a restaurant or just something? Hey, we're yes. going to. You That's know, exactly the Mandela people, we want you over yep. here. Now, sometimes they do it in, it might be a room in the uh, lacrosse center. Yeah. Or it might be a bar. But, yes, that's exactly what will happen. And then people will kind of go from place to place to place, uh, just trying to, you know, talk to their candidate, hear from their candidate, support their candidate, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And we talk about the the Brad Path thing. He This is interesting to me because Path will, he's running for Ron Kine's seat in the 3rd Congressional District, Correct. the 3rd District of the U.S. House of Representatives. If he wins the primary in August, he still maintains his seat as a senator that, Correct. until until the that next election, right? Yes. Okay, so the what November? If uh, uh, if he wins the third CD, then um, he will give up his Senate seat, and then we will go through an election for that. A special election process, which is what my district, my U.S. House of Representative third uh, first it, congressional right. district, is doing in Minnesota, and happen in an insane race at the moment. It looks like yeah, there's just a couple of people running. I don't even know my head's spinning yet. So um, anyway, six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four is the talk and text line. Uh, somebody had called in, but you you couldn't wait for two minutes, so I'm, I don't know why. Um, so that's that's awesome. Um, what else c- can we expect? Anything? Anything else? I mean, we have five congressional candidates, U.S. House, House of Representative yep. candidates. And so, then at and the then, moment, nine Senate candidates. Okay, we're at nine now. Yep. I mean, that's a lot of uh, – that's going to be – that almost sounds like it's too much. That's going to be a lot of, like, speeches. It it is, like. It's going to be a lot of speeches. It's going to be a lot of hearing from people. But it's also – I mean, the the more the more variety we have to choose from, the, the better chance we have to pick the right person, the best person to go up against the Republicans. And so um, I, have, I have no problem with a robust primary. Um, on the flip side – I, I don't know off the top. Has the Republican Party of the the state Republican Party announced they ha- they'll have a convention too? They will have a convention as well. I do not know where it will be. I wonder. I wonder. It would be funny if it was in Lacrosse. I mean, it's the same same de- deal, right? For right. Republicans, Lacrosse yeah, is yeah. the Lacrosse area is just as important. The, the fact that we chose Lacrosse probably means they'll go somewhere else, right. but but maybe not. Who knows? They'll go to. But I have not seen that they've uh, announced one. Rumors way or the other. are they're going to Trempolo. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it would be interesting though if they went to a rural area, right? That's that's kind of the divide here that we always talk about the rural, uh, the city rural divide. Um, all right, so there's there's that. But we, we we mentioned gerrymandering. We got like three minutes before we hit the news break again. But um, the the redistricting lines have basically been set now, right? With the Wisconsin Supreme Court's decision, uh, the the maps the are basically set for the next 10 years or eight years. And do those maps that Evers, they don't have any bearing on what we're going to do in two weeks, right? That would be weird. 
No. we did that already. No. The yeah. local election races. Yeah, the local election races kind of happened before that, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. That was not part of this. The, the redistricting lines that are going to set st- the state for the next decade, chosen by Governor Evers' people or Governor Evers, however you want to do it. I, I, I like to well, pretend I, I Governor Evers. That's, that's not exactly right. It was, it was chosen from Governor Evers, but only after the Wisconsin Supreme Court said, looked at everyone's map and said, we're going to go with. The, the map that changes the least from this map. Right. And so then uh, Governor Evers, who had kind of petitioned a, a governor's commission map, had to throw that out and come up with a map that was the least change. Yep. And that's why Evers won that, uh, won that court case, because he was the one who listened to the Supreme Court when they said we're going to go with the map of least yeah. change, and he's the only one. He's the one that turned in the map of least change. I like to say so. it like this. Governor Evers and his people are the ones that manipulated the map the best for yeah. them, the ones that manipulated the best, but That's followed true. also followed the guidelines right. given to by the Wisconsin Supreme Court. But this isn't done yet, right? The the Republicans have Republicans, challenged this to the, the US. Republicans are sending it to this uh, United States Supreme Court. However, at this moment, it's pretty unlikely that they will actually do anything about it. And the reason is, this is the last time they ruled on a um, on a, a gerrymandering case. Part of that ruling actually stated that they did not believe the federal Supreme Court should be involved in these decisions, which is why the Wisconsin Supreme Court ruled on this most recent race. Yeah. So it's most likely something really strange would have to happen for them to then turn right around and say, all right, we're going to accept this case when you did everything we asked you to do by taking it to the Wisconsin Supreme Court. I will so say the most U- likely they're just going to turn it down. I will say I, I think this is right. The U.S. Supreme Court has ruled on gerrymandering in states when it comes to racial divides. It is and, illegal when it comes to race. It is not right. illegal when it comes to politics. But isn't that how Republicans have posed this as a challenge to Governor Evers' lines? They've mentioned racial. They're racially gerrymandered. They mentioned, they mentioned that in terms of the original map that he talked about, the People's Map. Okay, that was which drawn. is thrown out because which has been because of out. the new right. guidelines by right. the Wisconsin. The Wisconsin Supreme Court. Anyway, we can talk about that a, a little bit later, too. Um, and just some other things that I want to get to uh, after the news. Uh, Robin Voss and and governor candidate. So he's a Republican candidate for governor here. Timothy Ramthan uh, fighting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Apparently, or apparently wanting to throw a punch. Almost going to blows. Yes. <laughs> I want to talk about that. And then Ron Johnson said a thing. Uh, <laughs> well, you Ron Johnson's it? always saying a thing. <laughs> Ron so. Johnson always says a thing, man. And I don't. Does well, Ron Johnson say a thing, or do we, or are there nine people running against Ron Johnson, and therefore everything Ron Johnson says? No, no, no. Says, Ron Johnson, the things he says are so spectacularly idiotic that I mean, they just they rise above the okay. the, the the politics, and they're in a universe all their own in okay. terms of insanity. Because there is this, it is unique. We have a lot of people running against Ron Johnson on yeah. the Democrat side, uh, but he keeps saying the things, and I don't know if that's because we're really paying attention or. You know, because uh, uh, let's go Derek Van Orden. Maybe we don't pay as much attention to him because there's only five and it's not a U.S. You know, it's not a right. statewide seat. So if Derek Van Orden, the Republican running for con- uh, for Congress for U.S. House, if he, we might not be focused in on him as much for saying the thing uh, as Ron Johnson, just well, because again, of the I mean, scope of the seat. The, 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 the quality of the insanity from Ron Johnson is so superior that, I mean, it really does, you know, um, Rise to the top. Okay. All right. That's William Garcia. He's the Lacrosse County Democratic Party chair. We'll be back. All right. Welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. I don't recognize this one. You give me this Matthew Sweet Matthew girlfriend. Matthew Sweet girlfriend. One of the best rock 
anthem of the, of the 90s. Just an absolute classic. It's insane. That you've Is he going to sing here in a minute? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, how have I never heard this song? I don't know. It's amazing. The song's incredible. Yeah, I've never best, heard the best road trip song ever. I've never heard this song. I can't. The, what you're saying and what I'm hearing, I'm like, I never heard this song, and I'm kind of a rockish type. I mean, I play Stone Temple Pilots at Pearl Jam. A little bit different rock, but just yeah, a little grungy. Uh, 608-785-7914. That's Lacrosse County Democratic Party Chair William Garcia. He's joining me today. Um, I mentioned before the break uh, the the idea that Timothy Ramthan, who's running for governor, he's a a state rep, right? Assembly yep. or something. He's a Republican. He state wants to rep. throw punches. He, he wants, wants to punch he, other Republicans. Apparently, he wanted to fight Robin Voss today during a meeting. So there's a couple of there's a couple of things that are interesting about this. First of all, a couple of old guys. I mean, they they must be like in their fifties, right? I mean, you're yeah. in your. I think you're fifty, right? Are you getting not there? yet? Not yet. Sorry. Oh. Sorry. Um, but the uh, the idea that men in general, like right. we're just like the idea that we're going to fight people. Right. I've never fought it. I've, I've, I punched a kid, I think in middle school once and I used my left hand. I'm not left-handed. I remember it because it's the only time I ever punched someone. Right. And I was like, that was really weird. And he threw a snowball at me on the bus. So he deserved it. Every bit of it. I mean, it's only, and I will remember that because the only time I've ever punched someone, uh, one time playing floor hockey in high school, I think there was a. You, did you play floor hockey in high school? No, I'm that? from Texas. I did not play any form of <laughs> hockey. But wait, there is no hockey happening. Floor hockey, though, pretty fun, man. You missed okay. out, I think, I, on, I on floor it, hockey. Yeah, but anyway, there was almost a point there where there was going to be a fight between me and I think his name was Travis Hansen, uh, and and we never went to we would never we never got into a fight. But I have no idea how to fight. So the idea that these two old guys, the who right. never, Robin Voss and Timothy Rantham, probably maybe Timothy because he seems like a, a little bit out there. Uh, these all guys are going to fight now, and they're they're representing our yeah, state they're, legislature. They're, yeah, they're yeah they're they're they're. I mean, Robin I mean, Voss is the you know most prominent Republican in the state in the history of the assembly. Right, he's the longest tenured assembly speaker in yeah. the history of Wisconsin. Not that he's he not that he said he was going to go go to blows, but and then Timothy Timothy Rantham is he's running, running for, governor. for governor, and he's, he's like I want to punch governor, and he can't control himself enough to even you know. Um, like not throw a punch in a meeting. So that's with other Republicans. That's one. That's one thing. Okay. So we have these these bicker bickering old men in state government, uh, apparently going to go to blows out by the bike racks at three p.m. after school. But I mean, it's it's an amazing indication of the of the split that's happening right now. But in the in the Republican Party. But I mean, no, well, let's the, the the second part of this is they were you mentioned at a meeting. What was the meeting about? Decertifying the 2020 of presidential course, because election. Even though we continue to like look under every possible stone and no one can find any evidence of any kind of voter fraud anywhere, we are still going to pretend that uh, you know um, uh, that Biden did not win Wisconsin when every piece of credible information and evidence everywhere says that he won. So, but Republicans can't deal with losing, so they're just going to whine about it and uh, spend a lot of our taxpayer money whining about it. How does this work? Because Voss said yeah. that he believes he believes this. How yeah, do, Voss, uh, he is believes, wa- Voss is uh, walking a a tight rope of cowardice because he said he believes there's widespread fraud in Wisconsin, but also he's against decertifying the election. Yeah. Okay, what's what's where is he, he getting? He, he says that there was widespread. Uh, fraud, voter fraud, uh, yeah. even though there's no evidence of it. But uh, how does that he work? He has basically said that he think he is. 
He has said both that Trump won and that Biden won at different times. Um, but he also says that he's not going to decertify the election, which basically means is that he's walking this, you know, um, I, I don't want to lose the Trump supporters. I don't want Trump supporters to stop voting for me. So I have to keep them happy. But I also know that, you know, any effort to decertify is a fool's errand. And so he's walking this line between, you know, um, not wanting to upset his base, but also knowing that what they want is kind of a crazy thing. Yeah, he's got a he's got to play. He's like two face. Is he like two face on uh, yeah, Batman? Absolutely. A little bit. Um, also, this this wasn't the only thing that happened in this story where we're meeting to decertify the election and then going uh, threatening to punch one another, at least one person, even though Rantham, I, I will say he said later that he didn't actually want to punch Voss. Well, of course, that's how yeah, these oh, that's, that's how, how to say it afterwards. That's how men fight. We yeah. don't actually want to punch anybody because nobody knows how to. There's a very small amount of like voter fraud in Wisconsin and across the United States. A very small percentage of men actually know how to throw some punches. But, I mean, I think it's just it's really critical that people when they're deciding who's going to be our next governor. Um, you know, think about uh, the 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 personality and the demeanor of someone that can't control himself in a meeting with his own party. I mean, everybody's everybody that's running for governor on the Republican side is like, I mean, Timothy Rantham. Nobody's worried about him being nobody in the nobody that's running for governor as Republicans is worried about him winning, right? I mean, he's, uh, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm not in Republican circles as much. I, I can't say. One well, you can, him. you can armchair I mean, quarterback, right? I, I mean, would say, well, I, I would say that he is definitely the person appealing to Trump voters, and that Trump voters are are a massive part of the Republican primary voting process. Is he appealing to them more so? Out. No, okay. Oh yeah, yeah. No, more I, so than Clayfish. I mean, yes, is yes. that the? That's not the smart move. I mean, he's going to go all in on the Trump voters, and hopefully, they all. Right. Well, but, but, but I mean, that's his plan. He's going to go all in on the Trump voters. He's going to do everything he can, say every wacky, crazy thing he can in order to appeal to, uh, to, to that base. And he's going to hope that that base um, is the one that comes out and votes in the primary. I brought up ranked choice voting earlier. Is, and we've talked about this, I believe. Did we do it on a podcast? Yeah, we did it on a podcast. Is, there, is, this, is this an avenue where ranked choice voting might not be the best thing no, I mean, I mean, I because mean if you've got three people, um, I mean, who are all kind of, uh, you know, none of them great options. I mean, ranked choice voting theoretically should still weed you down to the least worst. Right. But I'm if I'm a, a Trump fan, a mm-hmm. Trump supporter, I'm going to be first and foremost, Timothy Rantham, because he's saying all the things that I want. Right. So he's my number one choice. But it, but if he comes in third in ranked choice voting. Um, you right, know, but that, but the whole idea of ranked choice voting is that I'm comfortable using my vote to vote for the person that I don't think is going to win because everybody is uncomfortable. But in ranked choice voting, you don't have to worry about your vote not counting because you voted for the unpopular person. Yeah, that's true. I mean, if, if I mean, if one of the benefits of ranked choice voting should be that the person who truly deserves a nomination gets it, and that everyone stops worrying about like electability right. and things like that. So, I mean, but but I would still, even though it would be horrifying if Rampton won as a result of that, I would say that that's a benefit of ranked choice voting. Yeah, the democracy we, here would be right. the, the, where Trump supporters could feel safe about voting for Timothy Rantham. Rebecca Clayfish, you know, she walks the line a little bit better, but she says some of the things right. in support of Donald Trump 
uh, but just not as far as Timothy Correct. goes. So a Trump supporter would be like, yeah, Timothy for sure. And then the safe bet would be Rebecca Clayfish. But we got to get the best candidate to be Evers. So down the road, but at least you can feel safe right. uh, in ranked choice voting. Anyway, Eric from Sparta, I believe, is calling. All right, thanks. Eric, thanks for waiting. Go ahead. You're on. Yeah, Mr. Garcia. I wonder what you think about the midterm election. Do you think he will crawl back in your hole after you spin your lives and stuff? Or do you think... You over just, we're going to win. No, sir, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Democrat. I'm not going to spin lies. I'm going to like, like you are say what's going lies, on. Sir. What? You tell, well, you're which, telling your could, truth. Sir, I'm telling you, my truth. Could I'm you tell me what specific lie I said? I don't believe in a living constitution. I believe in a written constitution. Okay. Do you think but, that sir, could you, could you point to what I said that you think is a lie? You think, listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. I'm talking. You think I'm a... I am not a living constitutionalist. That means they can change the law any way they want to say it. Uh, constitutional conservatives is something who says, I believe in the Constitution the way it is written. Do you think that is a fair evaluation of the Constitution as it is written, or do you think you want it to be? What is a fair, like, I, what topic are you referring to? That the is, Constitution that would be a, of the United States of America, the way it is written, the Constitution, right. the written Constitution, not the way liberals want to right. determine it Eric, as a yeah, living Eric, Constitution. Do we change with the time? You think Eric, the Second Amendment is a, a... Eric, Eric, are you there? Can you just hold I'm up? Here. All right, you you came on and called William Garcia a liar. Can you just tell us? Okay, he tell us what he said. What did he say he that was a lie? Everything. He what? What? Doesn't know what he talks about. Well, okay. Could you say he, one okay, specific not, thing? We're not going right. to get there. I mean, that's just like you're a liar, but I don't want to. You're a liar, uh, but I'm not going to say have any what specific. you said that was a lie. I'm not even sure what we would have even talked about that was a lie. So, right. mm, yeah, I don't know. Couldn't even couldn't even go there. Um, we were talking about. Uh, Robin Voss. I mean, that was just kind of a fun conversation. But I was getting to the part where Donald Trump got involved in this. Uh, Donald Trump put out a statement, and it says, uh, Speaker Voss, so Assembly Speaker Robin Voss, should do the right thing and correct the crime of the century. He capitalized crime sure. of the century like it's a sure. title of something. He should he should correct the crime of the century immediately, exclamation point. Trump continues, it is my opinion that other states will be doing this, Wisconsin should lead the way, exclamation point. So Donald Trump uh, is threatening Voss here to decertify the election. And it is a threat, and you have to remember that that's a threat because the threat is Trump saying, I have a large batch of primary voters. If you don't do what I say, I I um, I will move those primary voters to someone else. So it really very much is a threat. But it's a threat specifically to Robin Voss and other Republican politicians who dare to go against Trump on anything. The only problem there is uh, we go back to the gerrymandering thing. Robin Voss is in a safe seat. <laughs> like he's not. I don't, he's not in a safe seat for a primary. For a primary, okay. So it's he a is absolutely different. in a safe seat. Safe seat for a general. That's thanks to. I feel like you would have to have a really uh, smooth candidate to to take out Robin Voss in his in his district. Well, I mean, and I'm not paying attention to his district. Maybe that maybe Republicans do have a smooth candidate. We would know that already, right? Like I that would, would think so. That would it's not somebody's not going to come along. Um, anyway, so but we getting back to redistricting. We were you know the the state supreme court in Wisconsin here chose Governor Evers' maps, and 
all, all this time, you we did a podcast on yep. this, an emergency yep. pop, pop, before we really had all the information, we just knew that Evers maps were chosen. Yep. And you, you made the distinction because Evers created a commission and uh, the People's Maps Commission. Yep. They made maps, and then those maps had to get thrown out Correct. because the Wisconsin Supreme Court said, hey, uh, we're going we're gonna to decide what maps to take. And we're going to put parameters on those maps that they can only change so much. Well, they, they say we are going to choose the map that changes the current voting map the least. Yeah, from 10 years ago. From, when, ten, from 10 years ago. When, I mean, that's a whole other topic. Yeah. But 10 years ago, the changes were astronomical and catastrophic. And uh, two-thirds of Wisconsin changed voting lines in order to draw these heavily Republican seats. Yeah, um, there were no parameters a decade ago. Right, because there were Republicans... no parameters a decade ago, but there were this time. And so uh, the map that Evers submitted to the court was, in fact, the map that changed the map, uh, the the districts the least. The least. And, I, and again, I'll say it again. I like to say Governor Evers' team because, if, I mean, you, it is funny to think who is drawing these maps. Like who right. is really – because it's not like Governor Evers is in there and he's like, I'm going to put a little yeah, line no, here. It's definitely you know? a team. Right. It's a it's a team of mathematicians yeah. and experts and analysts. And, you know, you could only imagine how exciting that is. But anyway, Governor's Evers team manipulated the maps the best with the least amount of change that allowed the Wisconsin Supreme. So he did the best at manipulating right. the rules. And I would just like to point out for for any Republican that is upset with the process. I want to tell you that the process is dumb and stupid and that um, many people. Democrats have been trying to push for a fair maps commission that takes these decisions out of the politicians' hands and gives them to a nonpartisan commission that can draw maps that are fair for everyone. Yeah, and uh, we, I absolutely, I welcome any Republican that says that this process is dumb and not the way it should happen. Come join us on fair maps. Uh, uh, if if you come join us, we can get it done, and we can take this decision out of political hands. There, I would love that. There is this. It is funny because the Supreme Court made the kind of created this um, semi perfect storm. I wouldn't say it's a perfect storm. Created this storm where Democrats are already unhappy with the process, right? Because of what happened a decade ago, uh, and and now Republicans are unhappy with the process because Governor Evers, quote unquote, got a win. It looks that way if you if you're because a lot of people aren't paying attention to right. like redistricting. It's it's often uh, re, saying redistricting. People are already like, I'm like out. Right. over my head. I don't yeah. even know what you're talking about. That's why I like to say voting maps or voting lines. Um, but they kind of created this storm where oh now we have both parties kind of mad at with, at the process. Well, man, it would be great to maybe come together and talk about changing the process. But again, the state legislature has recessed for the right. rest of 2022. But they maybe, I don't know, maybe we'll campaign, campaign on that. I mean, maybe. This I, is, I would, I, like I said, I mean, I will, if the Republicans come out and say that they want a, a fair map commission, I will be joining them. Yeah, that would be great. I mean, geez, a Democratic Party chair joining Republicans uh, on, on an issue. issue. Anyway, we got to take one more break. We'll be back after this. Oh, that was a quick, uh, that's all we get from that song, yeah. Closer closer to Fine. I did know that one. William Garcia in here, he's the Democratic Party chair. Uh, we're talking about redistricting. Eric from Sparta, so he, he calls you a liar, but then he doesn't want to get into specifics, but he then it goes into constitutional talk. Yeah. is one of the things on, I understand that redistricting isn't very popular to talk about, even though I think it's uh, very important, and uh, the process is ridiculous. That's why I like talking about it, the 
Uh, we're going to give the power for the next decade to the particular party that wins one race in one particular right. year. Yep. Uh, that's that's the ludicrous of, of the how we do it. I can't believe we've been doing it this long. And then it always goes to the courts. We never have a consensus among the map drawers and who gets even the party, you know, that, right. except for the one time when the Republicans held a veto-proof majority, right? We got yep. back to... Uh, they didn't even need a veto-proof no, majority they at they that point. No, they, they, they had the majority. They didn't need a veto-proof They had all the government. Yep. Um, but the one thing, when somebody starts talking constitution or the founders, when the, when the, when someone blurts out the founders, I automatically just start spacing out. So if you started talking about the founders of the constitution, I'd be like, <laughs> like man, there's nothing more. And I don't even know where he's pulling that out of. Like, who cares? Like, mm, you believe in the, the constitution? I'm not even going to do it. I'm not going to do it. You can trick me. You to trick me into doing it. Um, anyway, we started the show talking. Well, we started the show talking about the History Museum and uh, how which shopco it should go into uh, with Brad Williams. The best place for I feel like the Chamber Building would be probably the the best place or the Tribune Building. I think uh, the Tribune for, Building has a lot of like uh, neat history and space, so th- that seems like a good location. Yeah, me. and um, having worked at the Tribune a long time ago, I I. Uh, that building's unique. It's kind of a cool looking inside there. Even it's kind of a cool building. So yeah, the old Tribune building. I don't know where the Tribune people are now. I used to drive by there at night because Madison. Well, the writers. There's got they got to write from somewhere. The the people that are writing there. But I used to drive it because I was a sports reporter. So oh, I well, gotcha, I gotcha. was always have to be in there until midnight. And when I if I happen to be like downtown at like ten eleven o'clock doing you know having fun. I'd always drive by there and go, oh, <laughs> I'm so glad I'm not there anymore. Um, but the other thing we talked about is the, uh, the the Wisconsin State Democratic Party Convention coming to the Lacrosse Center. Okay, so I didn't get, I didn't get into this, and we got we got a minute or so here. Um, will we do anything unique? The Wisconsin Democratic Party last well, during the 2020 election, and I think they're doing this now. I can't think of like the the popular thing like we did. Uh, um, parks, parks and Rec, right? We brought the cast from Parks and Rec right. back. Oh yes, or... we're we're doing uh, whose democracy is it anyway? And it's happening this coming week. Oh yeah, and it's it's all of the comics from whose line is it anyway? The improv show. Yeah, we brought back the comics. And we're from bringing the show. all of them back, and you can watch it if you go to wisdoms.com or wisdoms.org. You can um, uh, you can like donate any amount of money, and you can get access to the live stream of this reunion. And they're doing it all to benefit the Wisconsin Democrats, and it's all the original cast. Also, I think uh, whose line it is in, I think you can watch them on HBO Max. I think you can watch the old shows. I think so too. But this is a totally new show. Totally new show. It's a, and will it be political then? I, I would imagine a good chunk of it will be political. And 30 seconds, but are, do you think that we can, as we, I say, the Democratic Party of Wisconsin will come up with something unique for the for the lacrosse center event like that? That would be funny to have an improv show with I, those people I, on stage somewhere. You know, you know the they've done center. such a good job on those kind of um, uh, fundraising uh, events like that. I would not be surprised. Yeah, it would be interesting to see what they can come up with. Anyway, that's Lacrosse County Par- uh, Lacrosse County Party Democratic <laughs> Lacrosse County Democratic Party Chair William Garcia. I'm Rick Solom. Anyway, thanks everybody. Thanks a lot for listening. UW Lacrosse Political Science Professor Anthony Chagoski on tomorrow.